<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. You know what I'm saying? Water, man. It's in this Milnor jug right here. Shout out to Afro Geeks. Got me this right here. Listen, water. It's the most important thing in your life right now. It's more important than anything you can think of. And we in a drought out here in Cali. We in a drought. Ain't enough water out here, man. It ain't raining. They say it never rains in Southern California. They ain't lying. I read somewhere that Dwayne Wade, Kevin Hart, and Kim Kardashian got fined for using too much water. And I'm just like, man, it's real out here, man. We in a drought. We need some rain. And I don't want to hear no complaining. When it finally does rain, L.A. people, I don't want to hear no whining, no complaining, no none of that. All right? Because y'all be whining at the slightest rain. Slightest raindrop. Y'all be like, it's just, where's the sun? The sun tearing our asses loose right now. We need more water in here, man. Water. Drink it, love it, cherish it, hold it, caress it, bathe in it. I, I need y'all to kiss water. When's the last time y'all kissed the water? Just gave it a nice little, man, I appreciate you. None of that? You know, whoever you in love with wouldn't exist without the water, but you kissing them all day. You know what? Get your priorities together, man. We back. Verbal cardio. Producer extraordinaire is in the building. You're. You know what I'm saying? Got a mirror on the ones and twos. We back. Pick it, pick it. And we doing a... A little paranormal activity. Well, not paranormal activity, but it's kind of we we leaning paranormal on this episode. You know what I'm saying? My patron saints wanted to talk about this, and I was like, "Let's let's do it." People in my IG live, I'm cutting it off. You want to get in on this? Join the Patreon, y'all. We out. Um, let me thank the supporters, and then boom, we off and running. Shout out to my patron saints in the building right now, breathing and enjoying it. Tanya, Tamara, William Taylor, Miss Miles, C Dub, 716, 9P, David Red, Sherry Tucker, Tony Ant, Simone L, Crystal Carradine, Crystal. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. I'm going to answer this quick question from uh, Nisi B. Hey, Tony, I just have a quick question. I lost my friend of 14 years a month ago, and my husband this morning, how do you push through the pain? I folded and can't unfold myself. Wow. Was not ready for that. Um, Damn, I'm sorry to hear that. When was this question sent? Earlier. Damn. This morning? I mean, you you're in ground zero right now. This is uh I'm not sure how he passed, if it was sudden or um are you in the chat right now? Uh, they were. They were? Mm-hmm. Damn. Is she back? Oh, you're in the chat right now. You um this morning, like 
I don't want to be all in your in your in your bit. Was this sudden or was it like a health issue that you know? Because a friend of mine, it was sudden. Damn, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I really have no words, and, and like in like a situation like this, it's like I'm surprised you're on this live, to be honest. But since you are here, I know. When I got the news about Serene, I was hysterical for about, I don't know how long I was crying and hollering and pacing and, and calling and, and doing stuff. And like, you know, um, Cass was looking at me. Sabrina was crying, but she was holding it together. It was just, um, it was my, my worst nightmare staring me dead in the face. But immediately it was just like, I gotta make calls. I gotta go. We went to meet up at Cherie's house. We had to worry about telling Sincere. So I just went into, I have to relay the news mode of just like, you know, zombie walking through that. And uh, I do know the day of, I still managed to laugh and like, have regular conversations. And when I look back on that day, I'm just like, man, how was I able to do any of the things I did in, in, in the heat of the battle, crying hysterically, falling down, just, you know, it, it was rough, but um, somehow I was able to form sentences and talk and, and, you know, exist in the in ground zero, which is where you're at right now. Um, and then beyond that, you know, I found I found comfort in being there for others that were in the same pain as me. Like, you know, Rhea and I, you know, Serene's mom kind of leaned on each other um, during that whole process. Like, she would tell me things. It's funny, like, when we talk, when me and her talk, when she's weak, I'm stronger and vice versa. Like, we have those moments on the phone where we break down, and if one breaks down, it's usually the other one, Hope you know, we, we can be stronger, and then we just switch roles. And that was, like, the dynamic early on, and she would just say things that really helped my spirit, you know, get through, get through it all. And then I leaned on... You know, Serene knowing that he was loved like that. That's the main. That's the main key for for me getting through, pushing through everything. Is that we were good. I can't do anything about what happened. There, there's nothing you can do about death. There's nothing you can do. There's no bring back, no exchanges, no no resurrections. We this is we just got to take it. And and knowing that, knowing that. My son knew he was loved while he was here. And that was the last words. That helps me tremendously. Yes, I still have moments where I'm crying, I'm folding up and I'm down and I'm sad for like a long period of time. I still have these moments for sure. And you will always have those moments. I imagine I'll always be sad and the piece of me will always be different. And, you know, his death leaked into other facets of my life for sure that I'm still dealing with. But as far as me and him goes, knowing that we were good, 
really helps me a lot. So, and I, I'm not sure how it was with you and your husband. And, and relationships are a little bit different um, than like a child or a parent or, or something like that. Just a little bit different because there are several nuances in a romantic relationship that aren't there for your children. So I'm not sure where y'all were or how y'all were or anything like that. If y'all were on good terms or bad, if y'all had any. Because I feel like in the relationship, a lot of times we we always have some issues that we're working on or we're working through. And if you lose a lover like that, it's just like you got so much stuff that's unsaid and unpacked and undealt with. And there were still things, you know, hanging over the head. I'm not sure. You know, I can't speak on your relationship, but. I know for me, just like, um, just knowing that any type of issue me and Serene had, we already had discussion about it. You know, when he was cutting up and fumbling with all the parking tickets and just <laughs> crashing, having accidents, and just like, man, enough, man. And smoking weed or whatever. Mm-hmm. We we had those conversations. I remember one really good conversation we had um, where he felt like, he felt like he was really screwing up. And just like, you know, and I was talking to him on the phone for a long time. I remember we were driving around and I was driving. I was talking to him. I remember me and Sabrina had went to this uh, taco pop-up place where they had the, the food trucks out there. Mm-hmm. And I stayed on the phone with him and like, you know, and we were crying during the phone call. It was just like, you know, and I let him know then that, that you know, I'm still proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that you're 21. You might have even been 20 at the time. you you're young, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to make wrong turns, you're going to screw up, and you're not going to have stuff figured out at 21. Mm-mm. And I wanted him to know that I'm proud of you. Like, you know, I'm proud that you're my son and this, that, and the third. We had that conversation. And I think about that conversation often because, you know, I'm sure in that moment he had his doubts on like, man, I'm out here disappointing dad or whatever. No. I mean, you be doing stuff that make me be like, come on, man. But overall, it's like, yo, you know, I'm proud to have you as my son. I'm always proud of you and I love you. So we had those conversations and that helps me get through it. So he left this planet knowing. He left this plane of existence knowing full well that he was good with me. So, and that helps a lot. So sorry if that was long-winded. I don't know how I'll be getting through these conversations with y'all. No, yeah, you be killing it. Because, you know, as y'all know, my patron saints know, I'll be crying during uh, the movie nights. Like I had a breakdown the other night. I forget, what was we we, uh, watching when I had that fold up? I can't remember. Because I was talking about Teddy Ray and then, you know, it led into Serene. I forget what we were watching that day. Constantine. It was Constantine. Stranger Things was a different fold up. Now folded up again last week. While I was in there crying heavy. It was, it was, yeah. So I definitely had my moments. I do want to clarify, um, Nisi, because I went to your I went to DM you, but uh I saw a DM that said the same thing. But it was sent on Sunday. Um, so was it this morning or was it on Sunday? Oh. Cause I just I'd feel like clarification is oh yeah super important, and I just because if it is on Sunday I just want to know how you've been the past few days. But I have a DM that says the same thing. 
Slarita, you be crying too? Slarita don't. I don't think he'd be crying with Slarita. He, he the type to put his head down and be like, damn, <laughs> damn man. You know what damn. 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 Yeah. <laughs> damn. Now he don't be crying. Right, I, I figured so. as much. <laughs> you talking about y'all be, you be in the rivers of my tears. You a cold piece. Um, Sarita, you be disappearing before the movie's finished. Man, I noticed. Sarita's not. So I'll be wanting to get your opinion on the movies. I might shed a thug tear. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I don't be trying to make y'all fold up, by the way. Just be, you know what I mean? You be falling asleep. Man, look out. So you didn't finish Aliens the other day. Anyway, I hope that you be crying, Kiyomi. Man, Kiyomi a real one, man. Kiyomi be pulling up, man. That's all Kiyomi I'm saying. Kiyomi is tapped in. All the way. In real life, too. Mm -hmm. like you finished really it on your own up. steam. Let me ask you this, Lorita. Did you like the first alien or the second aliens better? <sighs> Zebra, man. What the hell is that? I'll be taking all day for the responses, so I'm going to just keep talking. Uh, the second, because they was prepared. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> prepared in quotations. You got to put the quotations in there. They thought they was prepared, but they, they wasn't prepared, but they thought they was. Um. So, yeah, y'all. I, ho I hope, you know, anything I said helped in the slightest minuscule portion of, of anything. Um. But yeah. Hmm. You sending the story? I sent you. I sent you a story. Via the email? Yeah. Oh, let me see what the hell going on here. So let's tap into creepy verbal cardio. Hmm. Let's tap into it. All right. So this is from Stacy. Stacy Noah. This is her story right here. Let me let me let me bring it over here. So I'm kind of facing the camera a little bit. I'm gonna bring it right over here. I got my glasses on so I can see. Hi, Sabrina and Tony. Okay. It was 91, 1991, not 1891. My four-year-old daughter is the surviving twin of babies born three months premature. My daughter who passed only lived four days. Sorry for your loss, by the way. The story takes place in Maine. I'm walking past my daughter's room, and I hear her laughing and talking to someone. She's in there by herself, so yeah, I'm listening at the door. I hear her answering questions, acknowledging with yes, and talking with comfort to whoever has come to visit her. I knock on the door and ask her who she is talking to. She tells me her friend. The friend is a little girl who looks just like her. She showed the friend her toys and laughed about whatever a four-year-old thinks is funny. I believe with all my heart that she was visited by her twin. I also believe that my daughter, that my daughter going over 35 years has looked out for my surviving daughter all her life. Uh, 
that's wild. And like, I really believe that this this just me. I believe that twins have a connection. Oh yeah. I believe that. Um, I don't know. I just believe it. Like I, I feel like you two are growing together from the start in the same in the same creation area. Y'all are y'all are coming in as a unit, and I do feel that you know there's a there's a deep connection beyond the physical appearances and like you know the resemblances or whatever i feel like there's another connection i don't know why i don't have conversations about brennan with brennan and his brother about just being <laughs> twins more often you know why well yeah you know what i'm saying Brennan's brennan annoying. is clearly the lesser twin but yeah uh, <laughs> we'd have to ask the better twin <laughs> but i always forget to ask because i know i know a couple of people that are twins um I know Rail Battle has a twin brother. I know, you know, Brennan and his brother. Um, and I feel like I know somebody else that's a twin. And I always just mean to ask, like, do you be feeling like sometimes, you know, any type of weird magical twin stuff be happening? Magical. And I feel like there's got to be a connection for a twin that lost the sibling. And, you know. As kids, we talk to ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. when you're playing with your toys, you might talk to the toys or whatever. But I've never had a full-on imaginary person with me. Even as a kid, like, you know, I've always liked to talk to myself, but I always felt ashamed by it. Like, man, they're going to think I'm crazy over here talking to myself. Like, now when I talk to myself, I don't care who's listening. I'm like, yeah, I was talking to myself. But I've never had an imaginary friend. I've never had somebody just like, yeah, this is uh, Brian. I've never had that. So I'm wondering if that really was the the twin that passed on. I feel like it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. So I hope it was. That'd be cool. That'd be super cool. Like, I'm going to hold you down. I'm going to grow with you. Right. That'd be dope if your twin that passed away can grow with you and like actually age and like, cause that, that would suck if, if your they, twin ghost was just stuck in baby mode. They say that sometimes that happens. Like if a child passes away young, uh-huh. that they can grow. They grow? Yeah. They still be growing. That's better. Yeah. Cause imagine if your twin passed away and you 13 and your twin is still a crying baby. Oh man, I'd so be like, look, bro. Like, ah, ah. like man, the ghost baby don't never chill. Mm-hmm. So it it would be beneficial if they grew with you as ghosts. <laughs> uh, be like, yo, can you stand in for me real quick? Right, <laughs> come on, man, because we can't relate. You're a baby; you didn't form sentences yet. Yeah, and who do ghosts go to school? How do they grow and develop? You know, language skills. They just do, man. They just fucking do, bro. Yeah, that's those are the tough questions right there. How did they get their schooling? Are they are they are they with the other twin twenty four hours a day? So they in school together? They just ain't got to turn the homework in. These are the hard hitting questions. This would have been a good plug for Babel, but <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have any ass. In it. I don't think I had ass this week. Ooh. You know, I'll be fumbling. But those are the questions I have. If you're going to grow as a ghost, where are you getting your schooling? 
Where you getting your school? Where you getting your schooling? Where you getting your knowledge from? Knowledge born. Good story though, Stacy. Thanks for sharing it with us. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about you feeling. You feeling. I have one from I'm gonna butcher this name. Coriel Lacabe. Lacabe? Lacabe. I'm mm-hmm. feeling Lacabe. Mm-hmm. It's very short. Um, I have a paranormal story. Doesn't even say hi, nothing. <laughs> You're right to it. Man. <laughs> right to it. I right like that. It. I have a paranormal story for the episode. I don't mind sharing. It's not scary. My older brother passed away while he was at work, and the day after he transitioned, it rained ferociously. The next morning we woke up, I went to the front door, and there was a wet silhouette shadow of my big brother while on the ground of the porch. Wait, wet or white? Wet. A wet silhouette? Yeah, because it was raining ferociously the day before. Oh, shit. A wet silhouette shadow. While everywhere else was dried up already. Thinking of that still brings tears to my eye socket. Miss my brother. I wasn't scared, but it let me know he was there with us in spirit still. Oh, wow. Dang. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's just crazy to just see like a silhouette on the ground. Yeah. You just step outside and boom. And that's good. That's good observation. That is. I probably would have missed that. They'd be like, you didn't see me. I was standing there in the rain. I'm like, how am I supposed to see you? My silhouette. I'm like, where? Oh, I I, I never looked. Oh, my bad. I'm still Uh, trying to visualize where the silhouette was. It was on the front porch, so. So you had to look down. I'm still trying to visualize what that looks like in real time. A silhouette. Of a body? Yeah, on the ground from the rain. Yeah. I don't, I don't Think know of what a chalk like. outline, but with water. So it's going to be. You know how, like. Feet? <clears throat> no, uh, the body. I can, I can visualize it's like imagine it. The, imagine the, wall. the shadow, but on the ground, essentially. Yes. So, okay, so it would be. The silhouette of a shadow cast on the porch. It'd be a shadow. It'd be like, well, I'm trying to describe it like, yeah. <clears throat> like it's like a wet spot, basically, that's shaped like probably the outline of, of them. a person. Of her, of and of I his didn't, brother. don't know what angle it could be, like the side or front that's on or the, anything like that. I think I would think <clears throat> it's front. Because if, like, they said big, so like, it, yeah, it might not be the full body. It probably because the full body makes it be like that's extremely intricate, you know. Yeah, but it could have yeah. been. It could have been. It could have been the full body. So on the ground, if the rain is coming down, and a person is standing there, it's going to be dry where the person would have been standing. So visually, it would just be where the feet were placed. Yeah, but I think you. You're taking it as like it rained and then that's where they were standing kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas more yeah. so like the water shaped the way the person's body looked. Yeah, like imagine they were laying <clears throat> there. Not standing, laying. Like say, oh, so you know how like, like like how you go outside sometimes, you, you park your car for a while and you go out there and you see like an oil spill and it can have like a shape. Like imagine that with the water though. Like the rain, it rained then it must have dried up, but this spot stayed wet and it's shaped like... The an car. outline, yeah, like yeah, the outline the of a, like a person, yeah. So they were laying on the porch. They were laying. And yeah, it's essentially it's like they were laying. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it was full body, yeah, or anything like that. But it was like the shape. It kind of left a marking there. 
Okay. Now, if they were laying there, that makes more <clears throat> sense. Yeah, that's exactly what. I, I thought they were standing. Yes, yeah, so standing wouldn't make. Yeah, that would be. It would just be like. It would be hard to it pinpoint. Says, Wet silhouette shadow of my big brother while on the ground. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. all right. Boom, that's, I'm in now. Yeah, that's yeah. what it said in this thing. Boom, I'm in now, baby. <laughs> Chalk outline. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but feel it, like when it comes to those kind of things, there's a lot of signs. Uh, I something similar. I wouldn't say paranormal, but oh, you old? You got the soul? It was like Ooh. when my um <clears throat> my uncle was sick. Um, he was sick with cancer. Uh, I didn't know that he was like in the last couple days or yeah. last weeks or whatever. But this bird was like trying to get in the house. Oh. Like it kept running into the window mm. repeatedly. Repeatedly, yeah. like every day we come down there and it's just do, do, do. I'm like, I, I know they can't see. Right. But usually we don't have this happen. Like where birds are running to the window kind of thing. Yeah. It's like every day me and mom was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like what is going on? And it's the same bird? Or it's the same bird. bird. It's the same yeah. bird. It's one bird. It's just one it. bird. And it's like it will sit on the porch and look. Yeah. And then it was just like I'm watching it through the glass and it's just trying to keep coming. And it keeps running into it. Like this window, that window. Like why are you trying to come in? Right. And then I got news of my uncle passed. That bird was gone. Really? Mm-hmm. It happened. That bird was there for a couple of days. My mom left. My mom left to go be up there because she knew. And then my dad came in and told me, and I never saw that bird again. So he was trying to deliver a message through animals. And it's funny that you mentioned the animal. Uh, you know, we were doing the mural for Serene and Jaden and Natalie. We would always see animals at the crash site. We saw we saw three coyotes. We would see three owls. Mm. Come on, man. You, that's you never common. see owls yeah. like that. Owls, in the, especially in the daytime? Come on. It was night. Oh, okay. It was, it was night. But it was three. <clears throat> and it was like, I rarely see owls, yeah, period. Yeah, in general. They're usually hidden. So we see, the, and the, we saw the coyotes multiple nights. Mm -hmm. And so, and then uh, one day at Ree's house, there was a whole bunch of dragonflies hovering above us in the sky. Just a bunch of them. I rarely see groups of dragonflies together and they were like they were like together and they were just hovering above us and i was just like yo are they are they uh are they coming through uh it's and, and sheree had a story too um she saw something while while they were driving i can't remember the details of that story but i'm just like there's a connection with the animals and the spirit Somehow, especially with your story with the bird trying to come in, and then he was like, "All right, I tried to deliver the message, but you ain't open the window. Since you ain't open the window, you just gonna have to get the word." But I really felt like the spirit of, of our loved ones were in those those creatures, and I, you know, I'm always open to stuff like that. I'm like, "Ooh, you know," um, but that's crazy. That shit crazy. It's crazy, bro. Um, got another story from Courtney Large. Did I say that right? Um, <laughs> Courtney Large. Sp spelled L-A-R-D-G-E. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Hi, Sabrina. Okay. <laughs> so I have a few paranormal stories. She got a few, y'all. Let's get it. One, when I was about 16 years old, I used to be able to feel things and would have visitors in my dreams. One night at about 3 a.m., I woke up because I fell asleep with the TV on, and I felt a little weird. 
I was half asleep still. I felt like my whole body was asleep, aching to what it feels like when your legs fall asleep when sitting too long. And I felt a huge weight on my torso, and I heard a deep voice in my right ear whispering what I assumed was Latin. It scared me so bad, and I tried to move, but I couldn't. I was fully awake at this point, so I knew I wasn't dreaming, and it only went away when I started praying in my head. I turned it on the T.D. Jakes immediately after it happened, and I was wired the rest of the night. That's crazy. And the fact that, you know, Latin is always the go-to language in any paranormal exorcism movie. They always hitting you with the Latin. Who speaks Latin in here? Somebody come out the woodwork. I do. I do. I took a couple <laughs> courses at the community college. And then they go and they do battle with the paranormal demon or entity or whatever. It's always Latin. I learned Latin in DeVry. Yeah, DeVry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's, the, what's that? Phoenix University or whatever? Yeah, Fe- that's why I used to play basketball for Phoenix. <laughs> Had a full scholarship. Full scholarship for Phoenix University. It's always Latin, though. Latin is the go-to in the paranormal joints. So the fact that you heard that whispering. Now, side note, if it was whispering in my right ear, I wouldn't even be able to. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you, you're tickling me. When you, the other day when you whispered in my ear, uh-huh. that really was like fucking with my my insides it's like my ears jacked yeah man so if you was whispering latin in my right ear as a spirit (laughs) i'd have been like ah 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 i've just been doing that you know come over to the left i can hear what you're saying but it just it feels weird to hear stuff in that ear now especially like a, a voice um but that's crazy and then then when you prayed it away and then the td jakes let me tell y'all something about sleep paralysis. Mm. That's some of the scariest shit to me. Uh, I remember the last time I had a clear memory of sleep paralysis. I was at the old apartment and I laid down on my bed with the door open. My bedroom door was open and I just laid face down on my bed just, just to lay there for a quick second. I ended up you end up in that twilight zone between sleep and reality, and I could not move. Then I feel the presence of something in the room with me and kind of by the door. And I'm just like, man, let me get up out of here. Like, I can always feel something in the room when I have the sleep paralysis. I don't know what it is. It, I don't know if it's friend or foe. But I feel something in there with me. And I'm just like, man, let me get up out of here, shorty. And I'm laying, I'm already laying face down. I feel like sleep paralysis only comes when I'm laying in an, an awkward position that I'm not normally comfortable in. Like if I lay on the couch and my head is tilted in a way that I'm up against the arm of the couch and I, and I would need to slide down to lift my head back up. It feels like I'm always stuck in like that position. And then I have sleep paralysis. And it's just like, yo, man, the hell is going on? And who's in here? Who's coming for me? And that's the worst feeling. And then when I finally like break through it, I'm just like, oh, Lord Jesus. It's weird. And um, I don't always get feelings of somebody's here with me. But I definitely feel that when I'm paralyzed in my sleep. I, I can feel somebody in that goddamn room. And it's just like, 
I feel like I'm overdue for another one. Oh. It's probably why I don't like to take naps either. I like to go to bed for the night. Because I feel like when I go to bed for the night, I don't have sleep paralysis. It's only during a accidental fall asleep is when I have it. So, goddamn. Shout out to T.D. Jakes for getting you through it. T.D. <laughs> Jakes always got some words. He be sweating, but he going to give you some words. Um, the second story. In 2013, my 12-year-old cousin passed away. Sorry for he lost. Passed away from a bad asthma attack in July. Two days after she passed, she came to me in my dream and she was pissed off. I remember it vividly. She had me in the hospital room that I never saw with her and she was raging mad. She was throwing stuff around the room and she beat me over the back with a folding chair in my dream. When I woke up the next morning, my back was hurting in the exact spot where she hit me. No bruises, yeah. but I was sore like I had been in a wrestling match for a week. And it sounded like, you know, I imagine that death has to be frustrating. To die when you're not ready, I can imagine myself on the other side like, man, I had some shit I wanted to do still. No, especially you. And like, you know, <laughs> no, like, you know, it's 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 that frustration. Even when you lose somebody you love, like when I first got word of Serene passing, I was like, no. Like that was my that was my initial reaction, like, no. And like I can only imagine you dying yourself. And it's not a suicide type of thing. It's just like, man, I was not, man, I had all this stuff I wanted to do, all this stuff I wanted to get done. I was not ready. And to be in a dream with someone that you were close to and see them like in that moment of just like, man, this ain't how it's supposed to be, man. I'm supposed to still be here. And you got to ventilate. Who are you going to ventilate to? I don't know what's on the other side, but. If you ain't got nobody to ventilate to, you might ventilate to a loved one that's seeing you in the, in the dream or something like that. Like, man, I'm pissed off. Like, if I died tomorrow, I would be pissed in the afterlife. I'd just be like, man, I, come on, man. I was just getting started. And I think about I think about Serene's life all the time. He was 21. So much life left. So much, so many more experiences, man. He was literally. Literally just getting started. I have so many experiences beyond my 20 years of age that it's just like, man, he never even got the chance to, to do this, this, that, and the third, man. I think about that all the time. I think about him all the time. All the time. And it's just like, man, this got to suck, especially when you're not ready. Like, if you die in a slow death, I feel like you got time to, even though you may not be 100% ready, at least you've come to grips with, all right, I got two months to live. Let me let me get everything in order. You're handling your finances. You, you're reaching out to people you need to reach out to. And then it's like, if you live longer than that, everything else is just the, the gift on top. But at least you had the time to get your feet together and get your you know emotions right and say everything you needed to say and do the things you needed to do. And you know, maybe maybe do some things on your bucket list if you're if you're physically able. But man, I can only imagine the quick takeout. I was going to the grocery store and I died. God damn, man, I didn't even get a get a chance to get the cereal. And then 
I can only imagine. But the fact that you felt the bruise and everything, that's tough. I'd I'd actually appreciate that. If my loved one bruised me, I'd yeah. be like, oh, at least I at least I felt something. Take it out on me. Huh? Yeah, like well, like just the ability to feel them still. Yeah. Is dope. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I hope like my my father's mom had a strong ass grip. Yeah. And when she would grab your hand, uh-huh. that's it. You don't have she she could break your fingers. She was yeah. a strong four feet tall. Mm. But she had like like silver back strength. Yeah. It made no sense. So just to feel that, like just randomly, I'd be like, oh. She was here. Oh, mama, yeah. thank you for breaking my hand. In the, Man. From the afterlife. Like, I don't know. I would just appreciate that. Like, how'd you get those bruises? Right. Ghost. <laughs> I wish we can control who is in our dreams on the loved one tip. I know some people can say they can, but. You know, I, w- I wish I had it to where I can be like, all right, Saran, I'll see you tonight. Yeah. He be popping up in my dreams a lot. Man. And, but him, Eric, lately, more than anything. But it's it's not it's nothing to talk about. It's just my, it's my usual dreams. Yeah. And they just there. People just be popping up. For those who don't know, all my dreams are apocalyptic. Which they've calmed down a lot. The apocalypse? Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it'll still be very apocalyptic. And some of them have actually been, uh, like, I'm in the, ga- I'm like in outer space. Oh. And watching the apocalypse. Like, I'm watching, I'm looking down on Earth mm. and just watching it, like. Was it nuclear? Burn. No, it's in, like, different spots that will be, like, on fire. And then there'll be, like, beautiful greenery. And yeah. Just, like, I'm just watching it all. Huh. From space. My my dreams are just everywhere. Kiyomi said, we have both been in her dreams. Nothing sexual. LOL. Really? <laughs> what hey, was we doing in your dreams? What was we doing? Talk about it. Y'all ever had a, <clears throat> a dream in third person? Like we're oh, just yeah. watching? You I'm watching watch, myself? You watch yourself? Yeah. <sighs> I have a lot of those. I can't say. I want to say Yeah. But nothing sticks out for sure. I I recently had one of those. Dreams don't really, my dreams don't really make sense. They just kind of happen. Yeah. But I usually can have some kind of control where I could be like, enough. Like it, it can yeah. get just out of hand and just be like, I don't want to experience this. So I'm just going <laughs> to wake up now. But yeah. when I had the third person, when I was just in shock because it was like, that's me. Yeah. But it's like, but I'm me. Right. And then I think that's when I woke up because then I got realization that what was happening because the whole time I was just sitting there, I was like, well, whatever. Yeah. And then I think I saw myself and I was like, what? Wait. Wait but I'm, then I woke up and I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling that. <laughs> I like the first person better. <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah. I have a lot of dreams where I'm other people, but I'm with me. Mm. And we're surviving, whatever it is, we're surviving. And I'm helping myself, but I'm also myself. So I'm two people in my dream. Yeah. I'm the third person, and I'm still controlling what I'm looking at, which is me. So it'd be crazy. But yeah, there's been times where I'll be like just some dude helping myself out uh-huh. or like a woman or a child. I've been I've been all sorts of <clears throat> sidekicks yeah. to me. And it's just it's just crazy. Dreams, man. 
Because I've heard that you can't, um, every person that you see in your dream is somebody that you've seen in real life before. I've heard that or too. Made, or made, like you've seen. You've seen because somewhere. Because you can't make, like your mind won't make somebody up for right. you. Right. Which makes me, this is probably off topic, but uh-huh. if somebody was born blind, what do, you... what do they see when they go to, like when they dream? Like what do they think? Like I always wonder, like what do they think people look like? What do they think? You know, what do they think just life looks like in general? Right. If you've never seen it, like how, what kind of idea do you have in your head? Right. And I hate that they don't, the fact that they can't see, they don't know how to put it out there. Right. I feel like, like in an accurate, de, you know, depiction. And I yeah. say it and then it'd be from somebody else's perspective. Like I want to know their perspective and what they see. I've never thought of that. It, it's, it's one of those things that pop up in my head every now and then. It's like, man, if they're born blind, they, I, right. they've never seen anything. What's their point of reference visually? It says here, perhaps you've wondered. Blind people see in their dreams? The answer isn't a simple yes or no. Some blind people see full visual scenes while they dream like sighted people do. Others see some visual images but not robust scenes. So that means that really that really was a yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a simple yes or no. That's tough. Man. I guess because it varies. Right. And then even then, like, you, you ask them, so, so what did you dream about? It was like, uh. Because, I mean, like, dog, you see a color, Right. How the hell can you tell me what that color is if you've never seen it? Right. It's one Damn. of those kind of things. Is like that. Pers- like that communication and perspective is not like we don't have enough there right. to really get it across. Like it'd be like I saw something and it was. They can't be like I saw red. How do you know what red right. looks like? You know, kind of thing. Like I, I saw w- a horse with wings. How do you know what a horse looked like? Well, based on what, what you what said. I felt. Yeah. I guess. Oh shit, that's deep. Kiyomi said, I was running from something. It felt like an escape room. When I got to the next room, y'all was there. Okay. Was we beneficial in the in the other room? We was fighting our way out. That sounds like a Sabrina type dream. For an sure. Escape room. That's that's a good place to to have us. I dream about work so much because that's all I do. Damn, son. You need a day off. Unless you love your job. That could be fun. I used to have dreams about the Knicks when I was working for the Knicks. But that was because I love that job. The Knicks. The Knicks. Got another story from David Red. Hey, guys. Hey. Well, I'll get straight to it. When I was nine years old, one night sleeping over at my grandparents' house with just my grandmother and I in uh, East Cleveland, Ohio, to be exact. I woke up out of my sleep for no apparent reason, which I never did at that time. I had the urge to walk to the living room, and it was like something in my mind that was calling me to come to the living room. Now, my grandparents have an older home, and at night, if you don't turn the lights on, it's damn near pitch black in the rooms and hallways. So normally, I would be flipping light switches because at that time, I was a little bit afraid of the dark. Shit, I'm still scared of the dark. But that never happened. I never turned on a single light. I remember thinking about it, but something was telling my mind, no, you don't need light. So I get to the living room and it's dark as fuck, but I notice a very dark figure in the corner of the room. I also couldn't move. It was like my body was frozen in place. Whatever it was, it slowly turned around to show me his face and smiled and it said, hello, David. And all I can remember after that is being so terrified and running back to my grandmother's bed and jumping in with her. I will never forget that face and smile and the way whatever it was said my name. 
To this day, I will never go into a dark room without a light on or even shower at night when no one else is in the house with me. I can't even watch paranormal shows or movies because it brings back, uh, it brings it brings me back to that night, sorry. Literally terrified me. I believe that house to be haunted as I've, I've heard other family stories from there dealing with spirits or ghosts. But what I saw and encountered, I don't believe was a ghost or spirit. God damn. That story is creepy as hell. Hello, David. Hello, David. That's like the the time that I heard the lady in my room and when I lived in Queens, and she was like, "Hey," and then I then I seen her. Yeah. And she said, "Hey," in the same exact tone and everything, and I was like, "Sis." And where was she at? Uh, the first time when I just heard her voice. Yeah. So I was I was in my room. There was a couch sitting on the couch. And she was like by the closet, uh-huh. like in the corner, opposite of my bed. Luckily, yeah, she was in the closet. No, like like right outside of it, uh-huh. um, just in the corner, uh, pr- pretty much next to my closet door. And uh-huh. I just heard, "Hey!" And then when I seen her, was that time that I had that like, I don't know if it was like a sleep paralysis type dream. It was the time that I woke up in my room, and it was a completely different. Apart- right. It was the same apartment, but different colors, mm-hmm. and everything was different. And when I walked into the living room or walked into the hallway, I seen her walk from the bathroom to the other room, and she stopped and looked at me, and she was like, hey. I said, oh, I'm going to go back to my room. I went right back to the room. The second I touched my bed, I fell right back to sleep and woke up hours later. It was almost nighttime, and I was just like, bro. When when you saw her by the closet. No, no, I heard her by the closet. I didn't see her oh, until that so you, one time. You just knew where she was at. And you was fully awake when that happened. I, I was I was with somebody and they were like, Did you just hear that? I said, You heard it? Because I've I've always heard things in that room. And when they heard it, it just sent me, it just gave me uh confirmation, confirmation. that I was like But there was no visual on that one. There's no visual. It was just we were just having a random conversation, uh-huh. like da da da, like oh yeah yeah, and you know those like little moments of silence sometimes yeah. in between a conversation. It was like perfectly timed, and we're just like ah, hey hey, and it was so clear. I was just like, bro, no, and I wish I wish YouTube didn't delete my old YouTube page because I have uh, I had a whole bunch of video from that yeah. time. I gotta try to get the video back. I can I can find a way. But uh yeah, uh I used to have people sit at the foot of my bed. Um I had that one time where I couldn't walk and someone literally lift me and helped me walk to the door so I could get to the hospital in time, uh, and get proper the surgery I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um that that apartment was one of the most haunted places ever. I tell you about it all the time. It was literally one of the scariest. No, it wasn't a witch, Guadalupe. Um, actually, she she used to live there uh, years ago. Like, it was pre-war that she lived there. Um, and she was cool. She was actually really sweet. Every time she, like, came around, it didn't feel weird. Every time I would hear her voice, it, ain't, it wasn't scary. There was only one. So there was three spirits in that apartment. It was her, uh, the father of the family that lived there, like, that was still alive and still very much present. Um, and then there was like an evil spirit in there. And the evil spirit lived in that closet. I never opened up my closet. Because mm-hmm. every time I opened up my closet, something bad would happen. 
And I was just like, bro. Um, but what I found out is that uh, the father of the family mm-hmm. that was that was in that house, um, he knew he was dying. And so he turned to uh, like voodoo women to like, like look, I, I'm going to die, but I want to still be here for my family. And so they had him do this whole like ritual and da 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 and he did stuff in that closet. Like there was a hole and they said that they found like these little bags full of like little different things and like bones or whatever. So that closet was the portal, quote unquote portal that was being used. So when he he did eventually pass, he can come back and be with his family or whatever. Was he evil? Why was it evil in the closet? Because he opened up a portal. Oh, he opened up a random portal for anybody to come through. Yeah. So three spirits lived in that house and they all were from different times. Yeah. And it was literally the craziest thing. It, on the video that I caught, um, somebody opened the door to my room. Uh, somebody was scratching away, like scratching like crazy in my closet. I heard somebody laugh as if they were stand, uh, sitting in front of my computer. They were like, huh, huh. It was like a woman. Um, you could hear the footsteps, but you don't see anybody at all. Uh, there was a ball that dropped uh, randomly. It was mad stuff. I miss that apartment, though, because that apartment. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How was you able to stay there? Um, I, I didn't stay there long. <laughs> I didn't stay there long. Did you? Did you? Because one thing about me, I do feel like Sabrina is a conduit because she tried to, she was bringing stuff to my crib when she first moved in. And I was just like, no, we're not doing this. Well, I didn't do it on purpose. No, no, she didn't do it on purpose. So, yeah, but it was just. Use your words correctly. She, was, she like... would just be like, yo, it feels like somebody's here, this, that, and the third. Stuff I've never felt in that apartment. So I'm just like, hey. But it's but, beneficial. But. She's saying it's beneficial now, but she was scared at the time it was happening because she'd be hitting me up while I'm on the road. Like, it's it's scary when you don't know who it is. Yeah, like when my when my uncle passed and he was in our room for mm. mad long, I was just annoyed because I right. knew it was him. Right, I'm like if he don't get out of here, like I'm trying to smash my uncle in this room. You know what I mean? Like his spirit right. is just. You're not trying to smash your uncle in no, the room. I'm trying you're to trying to smash you. while the uncle is in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It came off you. weird. No, I'm trying to smash you, <laughs> Tony Baker, but I feel the spirit of my uncle in the room at the same time, and yeah. I'm just like, this is weird. Um, and then when my uncle, I mean, my, when my my friend Eric passed, Eric was around for a minute. I be cussing out Eric all the time. And I know he he hears it. I know he feels it. I know yeah. he like, you know what I mean? And even with Serene, like that time that he came down the stairs that I was like, yo. Right. And like, I always feel like he, I always feel him around. I always know he's around. So it's like, like it, it's beneficial when it comes to that. Now, now, now I want, I want something to happen now because I'm, I'm looking for Serene. Yeah. But before... I don't want nothing happening too scary in the place that I live because I would have to move. Because, like, you know, if I hear scratching at a door and I know ain't nothing in there and I and I know 100% there's some scratching at the door, I can't comfortably live there anymore. Yeah. Because it's just like I'm always be thinking about that scratch. And then if I'm home alone, I'll be like, yo, man, something. Mm-hmm. I could never... Be comfortable. Like if I hear somebody by the closet saying, hey, I'm like, 
I can't do this. But what like, if you? What if I have it? to know. I have to know who the ghost is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what so if like you if, know? It, if I feel serene, I'm fine. That's what I'm saying. Like I want that. But if it's random people, like at that apartment, I'd be like, I would. I would appreciate experiencing it because I do want to experience that type of stuff, but yeah. not where I live. I like that. I want. I want to feel ghosts. At other people's cribs, or at a at a hotel, or Airbnb, or at a place that they say weird stuff happens. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But if I have to function and take showers and be by myself and sleep by myself in that environment, I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do it unless I have a positive ID on the yeah. spirit, and I know the spirit firsthand. I want to so, like right now in the house. I'll be wanting to feel stuff because yeah. I want it to be serene. But yeah, I definitely feel stuff in that house, but not all the time. It's not always. Yeah, it's just once in a while. Um, I feel I, like when I play COD, uh-huh. I always feel like some somebody's by the door, uh-huh. and I'm gonna have to start locking you out just because you be creeping up on me, and I don't like it. I like it. So it's like. Because cause the way the way the TV is set up in that room is to the left of me, and I got the headset on, so I just be feeling like, you know, and Sabrina likes to be sneaky and sneak up. <laughs> I don't mean to. I she don't mean to, but in. a piece of her likes it because no, she's a creep. No, I'm not a creep. And so a nice lady. I don't like that feeling, so I'll be like, I'm going to have to start. you just going to have to knock. I'll be like, Open But I, I can't knock because you can't hit me. I might hear it might be a quiet moment where I hear the knock, but you're just gonna have to take that chance because I can't <laughs> the creep up be killing me. But outside of that, yeah, I always in. feel like somebody's like right there. So I just be like I could imagine I could imagine Serene watching you play C O D because that yeah. was his joint. That was his that was his move. Yeah, that and was And then even when I'm in Cecilia's room and I'm doing the watch party, I'm always so it, when I do the watch party, I had a laptop at the corner of Sincere's desk. It's in front of the window and the balcony door. And so it always feels like I get energy from his door. I don't know what it is. It just makes me look over there. And I'm always looking at the door. So then when we we do movie nights and it's going long, it gets dark in the room. Mm. I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always looking at the door. Cause it's something about me wearing headphones that makes me more vulnerable to where I'm just like, oh yeah, somebody can creep up. So I'm always <laughs> like looking and just and Sabrina be sneaking up. <laughs> so my nerves, <laughs> I just be like. So I'm always like when we were watching The Gift the other day, which is a supernatural movie. I'm just like, <laughs> yo man, <laughs> and I'm just looking over, and nothing about the house we live in is creepy to me. Like, that's one thing I like about the house. There's no creepy vibes anywhere. I'm not creeped out by any section of the house. So that's a big plus for me, like, when I'm when I'm roaming through. I don't like coming out of the room and the stair lights are off at night. Because I'm just like, oh, hell no, man. I got to turn at least one light on. Because a part of me is scared of the dark. Um, but hell yeah. Um. I do want to say I do want to tell this one story about the time I was in the shower mm-hmm. at that at that apartment at the, at the old spot at the, in Queens, the haunted, the haunted Queens spot. So the people, so I, I rented that room. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who lived there had a dog, and what I would do every morning is I'd wake up, like if I 
if I didn't have work that day or if I went to work later or whatever the case was, I'd wake up uh, in the morning when everybody was leaving to work and I'd let the dog into my room. Mm. Um, beautiful pit bull. Love that dog. Uh, this morning, this particular morning, there was nobody there. Um, I had to lock the dog up in the in the kitchen, but all all it was was just putting her behind a gate. Mm-hmm. And so I put her behind the gate and then I went into the shower. And while I'm in the shower, I start hearing scratching at the door and I'm like, yo, like, is he like chill? Like I'm coming out. Like, how'd you get out? <laughs> Why'd you get out from the gate? I'm, I'm thinking she probably jumped over the gate. Right. She probably learned how to escape. I'm like, yo, like I'm coming out, I'm coming out. And she just kept scratching. And so I just, you know, I turned my music up. I'm like, man, shut up. And uh, and so I showered, da-da-da, turn off the water, scratching stops. I'm like, oh, she probably realized it's like, okay, she's probably coming. And so, you know, whatever, I get ready. I walk out the door, mm-hmm. out of the bathroom door, and she's still locked up. And she's hidden under the table, looking towards the bathroom, shaking. Mm. And I was like, oh, hell no. I popped that gate open so fast. She ran to my room. I was like, what was it, girl? Uh (laughs) And she was just just shaking. Like, I was like, yo, what was that? And when I look at the bathroom door, there was three scratches, like eye level. Yeah. Just three scratches. And it was a lot of scratching. It was just three. Your height? A little bit taller than me. Okay. But it was either way, she couldn't have done it. Yeah. Even though she was a pit, she wasn't a big pit. Right. Um, And I was just like, bro, that's... And then I moved out probably like two weeks later. Okay. <laughs> Did you move out because of that or you just moved out it for was, other It reasons? was a lot. It, it was getting heavy. It um Once I started... Like once I got sick that one time, I was like, yo, I don't think these... And I'm too sensitive mm. for all that. Um. I was like, none of this is good for my health. Like, I, it's literally making me more depressed, and I, I just gotta go. Right. Like, it was getting too heavy, like for me mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta go. This is not it. And then that stuff like that. Once the evil started coming in out and like making itself, like, oh shit, you can hear me, you, right? You can feel me, you sense me, da da da. It just started making itself a little too known, uh-huh. and I was just like, yeah, let's not do that. You get the hell up out of here, Sheldon. But I will say, I used to. I was, this was two thousand nine when I was playing Modern Warfare Heavy. Uh-huh. When I was playing Call of Duty, they left me alone. Call of Duty was the key. It was the only okay. time that it was just mad. No, that's a lie. One oh. time, something fell off my uh, off the the dresser, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Just randomly, just fell off the dresser. Hell no! I was like, "Oh sir." David Red, you in here? You the one who wrote the story, right? Did I see your name? Oh yeah, he said. If I have nightmares of sleep paralysis tonight because of you, David Red, I'm gonna be hyped. <laughs> Tell us hyped, about that face you saw. Like, was it was it pale? Was it dark? Was it what what type of face was it? Do you remember? Because I I have a fear of pale faces. Like I have a fear of like a a white face like that that a, a white face no disrespect to the to the white community or anything like that but like <laughs> pale paleness scares me a little bit not not a little bit a lot a lot of bit <laughs> like you know like I I don't like clowns 
a pale face in the dark is just the scariest shit to me. I don't know what it is. Like, you know, that's why that's why those Japanese horror movies always, you know, creep me out. Like the grudge and stuff. Like, I think about how, how pale her face was in the grudge or like even the ring or just like all that stuff. It's like, you know, when they they pull a they pull a body out of the water and it's just like that pale face, man. You know, oh, oh, it was very it was very dark, monster kind of looking. Teeth looked like regular human teeth, but the face looked monsterish. Hmm. Wow. And that, and it smiled, and it was just like, hi, David. And was the tone like, hi, David. Hi, David. Was it like, hi, David. Was it like that, or was it like, hi, David. Or was it like, like let, let me reenact the face. Oh, go ahead. I say, hi, David. Mm-hmm. Was it like that? Or was it, was it like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Hi, David. Oh. Was it like something like that? Or was it, was it more just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hi, David. Oh, hey. <laughs> was it, was it like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know you was here. David. Or was it like... <laughs> Ooh. Hi, David. Right. You sleeping in the guest room? Wait, tonight. which one was it? Which one was it, David? I done did too many examples. Shit, my bad. <laughs> he said, "Bruh, exactly like that." He said exactly like that. Which one did? I, which <laughs> one was it? Creepy as fuck, sinister. That's all of them except for that. Hi, David. Am I scared of albino people? Um, <laughs> That's such a legit question. <laughs> shout out to my boy Nate Hurd. He's albino. Uh, no, I'm not. But I also haven't seen them in the dark house. Oh, <laughs> like like if Nate if Nate ever comes to my house, <laughs> let's say he's in the hallway at night. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's mad funny. It shouldn't be, but it's funny. But you know what, too? Like, the albino people that I know, they have a little bit of color in there. There's usually, like, spring. There's usually, like, hues within the... the, uh, the skin tone. Like, when I think about Nate, uh, there's red in there. There is a little red. And that's usually, you know, usually the vibe I see. The creepy sinister one, the first one you did. Oh, my God. And then I'm glad you was able to run after they said, hi, David. Is there something creepy about the smiling going on? Uh, Yo, I'm excited about that movie name that's called Smile. Smile? Yeah. Because smiling is creepy. It is. Somebody That's why I don't just do sitting it. there smiling. That's why my grandfather never did it. That's why you don't be smiling. You be like, huh. my grandfather never smiled. Mm-hmm. This is creepy. And my, you know what? My mom's mom, she was she wasn't much of a smiler in her in her pictures either. Serious bitch. Well, She'd be dead back ass. Back in the day, man, they wasn't smiling. It's because they knew something we don't. Yeah, it's something about a smile. It's it's been lost in translation <laughs> over the years that people don't realize that if you smile in photos, because if you smile too big, it goes into the creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. 
And depending on what your eyes are doing. But they showed us a little bit too much in the trailer, man. That one little moment, I hate that they showed it. Yeah. Because it's dope. I'm still disappointed by the movie The Nun, by the way. Oh, They really dropped the ball on that goddamn movie. But that's neither here nor there. That ain't what we talking about. But David, that story was great. Remember how excited I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you... You can't shower when nobody's home? I mean, you, you can't shower, yeah, when nobody's home? So sometimes you be big musty just because nobody was at the house while you was taking a shower? Let me ask y'all this too. For those of you that have experienced things at a certain house or a certain place, when you when you no longer live in that place, are you still scared? I know David, David is already, we know now. But like, does it have to be the same place or do you carry that fear with you in the new spot? No. Not a piece says no. Stylus says nope. Because for me, I feel like I, I feel like it would stay in that in that space. Like if uh, if I experienced something, like I you know I've seen things. You know I heard I heard grunts and movement in the kitchen at at the apartment on Seventy Fifth and Cal. You met in Chicago. I was laying in the in the living room. My bedroom was the living room in this apartment. We only, you know, times was, you know, we had one actual bedroom. We had a living room area and we had like a little front area. My mom slept in the front area. Like when you come into the apartment, you come into the apartment, boom, you walk in. Immediately to the left is like that little front area. That's where my mom slept. You make a right, you go into the living room. When you walk into the center of the living room, you go left and you can go into Scott's room. If you go right, you go uh, to the bathroom. The bathroom door will be on your left. And then the kitchen is at the is at the end of the apartment. 75th and Cal, you met. The ghost of GDs. All right, struggle beard. Uh, <laughs> so, so mind you, so my bedroom is in the living room uh, up against the wall. So there was no door for me to close from my bedroom. So now if you come if you come into the apartment, you can come right into my living room. If you come from the kitchen, you can come right into my bedroom, which is the living room. There's there's no closure for the living room here. So I'm laying in my bed and I hear from the kitchen it sounds like somebody's at the table like <clears throat> It was just like grunts and like, I was like, yo, man, who the hell is sitting at the kitchen table? It's nighttime. Everybody's tucked in. My mom is in there asleep. I don't even remember if Scott was home. I was just like, yo, what the, what the hell is that in the, in the kitchen? And I'm on the front lines. Whatever's in that kitchen, when it comes out of the kitchen, I'm first. So I'm I'm frozen solid. I'm like, yo, I heard the noise. I pause. When I get scared, I get quiet so I can hear everything. I was just like, and then mm, mm. it sounded kind of like my grandfather when he and they eat my mom's food. 
I was like, man. And I'm scared to run to where my mom is because I have to cross the site of the kitchen. So I'm just like, whatever. whenever I run across, whatever's in that kitchen can see me run across. I don't want to be seen at this point. Needless to say, mm-hmm. I teleported into my mom's room. I don't even remember doing the run. I just remember being at her bed immediately. Ma, I heard something in the kitchen. I heard something in the kitchen. Somebody in the kitchen. The kitchen is going down the kitchen. She's like, what? What? Yeah, somebody's in the kitchen. So I think I think my brother Scott wasn't home because it was just me and my mom on the investigative. She grabs a high heel shoe. I don't know what that's going to do, but here we go. She grabs a high heel shoe and we go into the kitchen to investigate. And I'm with her the whole I might be shook, but I had my mom's back. We both going in there. And there was nothing there. And the back door to this apartment, there's a there's a gate outside of the back door that you lock. A lot of people, you know, the, the back door gate. If you live in an apartment building on the east coast of the Midwest, there's that gate that you pull shut. It's got the little, it's like an accordion kind of type deal. That was locked. Man, I was like, oh, hell no. And then my mom's house now, she feels like it's haunted there. Like, uh, and I've seen, I've seen silhouettes in the hallway um, when I was in that very back room up against that, up at the end of the hallway is just a linen closet. So if you're laying in that back room and the door is open, you're pretty much at the end of the hallway. So all you'll see is like the dresser that she had there and just the wall. I saw a silhouette or shadow, a silhouette of a person walk out of the closet down the hallway. So I'm just like, there's no way somebody's coming out of that linen closet. And I was just like, the hell was that? So I just shut the door. I was just like, you know, I didn't I didn't feel any real fear or like terror, but I was just like, yo, what the hell was that? So I just closed my room door. And, you know, now, you know, my mom's probably gonna listen to this episode, but she says she's always feeling like, you know, traffic in that hallway. And now that my uncle passed in the house, I'm just like, is he is he still gonna be roaming around, uh floating around the kitchen? talking to my mom while she on the computer or whatever. My uncle Carlton, man, he passed away. He uh he would just be he would come in there like if you in the kitchen, he'll come in there talking, you know, doing stuff, leaning on stuff, talking. I remember we had this one apartment on 79th and Champlain in Chicago. Super small apartment, super old. And the kitchen, the entrance to the kitchen was narrow. It was a narrow kitchen. And there were two shelves at the at the at the entrance to the kitchen. And my uncle used to lean both arms on each shelf of that kitchen and kind of have my mom <laughs> hemmed up in that kitchen just talking. And she'd be like, Can you move, man? You got me trapped in this kitchen. So I imagine, you know, him just posted up. You know, why she doing, why she piddling, as she likes to call it. And he just standing there talking or whatever. So now I'm just wondering how the house feels. I got to ask my mom how the house feels now. Oh. Um, you know, 
now that there was already spirit activity in there, I want to ask her how the house feels now. Now that she's, uh, oh, wow, Steffel. Oh, I want to know how the house feels now that Carlton has passed away. Sabrina ordered some food, apparently. I ordered uh, cocinero because we're nearby oh. and they deliver now. Oh. And I got a coupon for it. So. Oh, shit. Well, there's dinner. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to surprise you. Dinner! I love El Cocinero. I know. <laughs> I love that place. Um, but yeah, we're going to do another paranormal activity. Uh, I have so oh, I have so many stories. We got good, so yeah. we can keep this going. This so, will be an ongoing. If you are a patron, you can email me. The patrons have the email. If you're not a patron, become a patron. Um, join the Patreon so you can send me your paranormal. Story, if you write it in the YouTube comments, it will not make the show. I'm sorry. You, it, this is a Patreon exclusive, okay? Please uh, email me your stories and make sure they're real. <laughs> Please. Make sure they're yours as well. Don't or make sure they're your stories. Don't, yeah, don't play don't, us. Don't yeah. be on the internet looking for some interesting stories, man. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Time to review. Yeah. So, I uh, we saw the movie Beast this weekend, starring Idris Elba. It's the story of a, a father and his two daughters who get caught up in the mix in the African jungle safari area, and they get caught in the bad situation of where they got to fight for their life against a lion. Now, pretty simple premise. You know, um, the backstory is, you know, Idris Elba is trying to reconnect with his daughters and uh, really, you know, they got some underlying issues there that they need to work out. That's on the underlying tip. You know, his his wife had passed away about a year ago, you know what I mean? And they out there trying to trying to build and reconnect and, you know, just just get away from it all and really just go on a trip where they can just focus on each other and, you know to go to this great place and their mom was from Africa and this, that, and the third and the fifth. You know what I'm saying? Which which I recommend, man. Go on a trip where the phones don't work. So that way, nobody can be on their phone because everybody's on their phone. And, you know, and, you, and you're not going to lock in. So they go on this trip. He got an old friend that's showing them around and showing them the wildlife. And the movie is really about, you know, these hunters, these poachers that are just hunting these beautiful creatures. Let me tell you something right here, right now. I'm team lion. I'm team animal, usually 90% of the time in these movies. Like, I, I just be pissed at the hunters, man. I remember the movie The Ghost in the Darkness when them lions were just going out. But then I was like, the lions went too far in The Ghost in the Darkness. They was killing wounded African people that was just in the hospital and they just went in there killing people. I was like, all right, lions, take it easy. The lion and beast, he got a score to settle. He's the Thanos of wild lions. He's just like, look, man, these hunters killed my whole pride. I'm pissed. So at this point, the lion is like, fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. Each and every one of y'all that look like this, if you human, you can get this work. White, African, you're getting this work. And I I cannot be mad at the lion. I cannot be mad at the lion. 
You killed my whole family, bro. You came in here with your traps and you think you shot my women, my kid, everything. My brother, this lion got a valid point. He is beast because you killed this. If this movie was all human, you'd be like, yo, man, Frank, this is Frank Castle. This lion is the Frank Castle of this shit. He's the Punisher. He like, look, man, you came in here and shot my family down, man. I'm getting all y'all. And I respect it. And so they get caught up in this mix, Idris Elba and his daughters, who had nothing to do with his family getting mowed down, but they in the way. And you about to get this work because you are human and I'm killing all y'all. So that's essentially what the movie is about. It's like, how are they going to survive being terrorized and stalked and hunted down by a pissed off lion that has a score to settle with all people? That's essentially what the movie is. So it's not a complicated plot. You know what I'm saying? The cast is small. Um, and that's essentially what it is. Now, you want to know, do the special effects hold up? Because you know it's going to be special effects. And in my opinion, the special effects look good. Um, I, I knew going in the lines ain't really going to be there. So I just need to believe that you exist from a special effects standpoint. And I did. I really felt like the line was there. Um the daughters, the oldest daughter in particular, got on my nerves in this movie. Um, just, just that whole dynamic was pretty annoying. Um, so that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. I was just like, man, man, hush. Um, so basically, all you got to go on is, are the characters likable? And do we believe the lines? I believe the lines. The characters was just, uh, you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? You feel me? So forget all that. Y'all want to know the smooth jazz review of the movie Beast. Well, here it is. Hi, David. No. <laughs> Let me do it for real. Oh, yeah. I'm giving Beast two and a half saxophones out of five. Yeah. Sabrina, what you giving? Two. Two. She giving it two saxophones out of five just because like i felt the lion yeah but every, they, all the humans annoyed me like all at, yeah everybody's acting was trash everybody's acting was trash everybody That's, except I, for i don't them. agree with that yeah except for maybe the uncle dude and yeah then, he was legit yeah he was good because even idris's acting was like I think I think he just was just so it just he just felt so disconnected mm. from his children in the yeah. movie that I was just like it was definitely a disconnect. Yeah, it didn't feel. I was like, do you really care about even the people? Africans acting? <laughs> no, like okay. they were legit. But uh, I, I'm talking about Maine. Yeah, the main main yeah. crew. The baby girl was all right. She had her moments. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a two and a two and a half. You know what I'm saying? No, David, you're not gonna have nightmares, man. You're not gonna have nightmares. Let me let me know what y'all think. In the movies where the animal is attacking the people, whether it be Jaws, Deep Blue Sea, The Ghost in the Darkness, Beast, whenever there's a movie about a what Cujo, Man's Best Friend, whatever. Whenever there's a movie about a wild animal just going buck wild, Lake Placid, what's that movie that came out a little while ago? 
where uh, the city was flooded out, and she was she was basically going oh. against an alligator. Oh. I saw it in the theater, but I can't remember the name of it. Is it just Gator? Oh. <laughs> no, it, it, it's something that doesn't even mention Gator. Uh, um, let me see. Alligator. Crawl. Crawl. Do y'all feel sorry for the animals in these pictures? For some reason, I always feel sorry for the animals. Yo, I, I googled alligator movie, and the movie Alligator came up, oh. and this <laughs> this animatronic <laughs> picture of like, alligators. It's an animatronic alligator that looks so ridiculous. Like I'll be feeling bad, you know what I'm saying? Because because animals, I know you got to survive and you got to do what you got to do to survive. But I just feel sorry for animals because they don't give me a reason, personality wise, in terms of saying things to make me truly hate them. And that's the thing about it. that's why we love animals so much. They don't say bullshit. They don't. They don't say racist bullshit. They don't say, you know, well, you look fat. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you and your family. They don't say stuff like this. So it's like, all right, animals are, you know what I'm saying? There's an innocence there. Even the, even the wild ones that are trying to kill us, it's still just like, oh, you didn't. I'm sorry. So, and in this movie, the humans did this. The humans did this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, even King, King Kong, I'll be feeling... King Kong be making me cry and shit. The original King Kong, man, when he was just minding his own goddamn business. No. Sick of it. Uh, but let me know what you thought of the movie Crawl, if you saw it. And let me know how you feel about these animals in these type of movies. You know what I mean? Like when <laughs> when uh, Roy Scheider blew Jaws up, I was like, no, oh, Jaws. <laughs> Yo. Nah, I'm going to tell you after we oh. stop recording. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let me know what y'all thought in the, in the comment section below. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed this uh, paranormal episode of Verbal Cardio. Uh, I love reading the stories and I'm all in on this topic, so why not? And don't get me started on astronomy because I can do a whole episode on that as well. Don't, don't, don't get me started on that. I'm in the different Thanks. shit, guys. I'm in a lot of different things. So, But I want to I thank my patron saints, the Chatsworth, the bakery, for pulling up, for giving us the stories to tell and sharing your stories. And being so vulnerable and honest and open and, you know what I'm saying, supportive, I appreciate y'all. To the viewers, man, spread the word about Verbal Cardio, man. Let's get the numbers up, man. Let's get these numbers up and cracking and going. Um, make sure you check out Gross Point Bake. Make sure you check out uh, uh, Daddy Issues. We all here. And, you know, to my patron saints, they're going to stick around for a new episode of Gross Point Bake. You know, the party don't stop on Tuesdays. Uh But anyway, for this episode of Verbal Cardio, thank you for tuning in to another session. We out.